Greetings and salutations, gamers. Welcome to Cast Co-op, the podcast in which three podcast hosts cast together. I am one of your hosts, Luke Lore, the insipid ghost, joined by my big brother, biologically related, I might add, and yours, host of Season Gaming's Bitcast, Mr. Ainsley Bowden. What's going on, guys? Look how stupid this mic looks. It's ridiculous, isn't it? It's the wire that looks stupid. The, mic the wire, looks yeah, cool. the wire looks dumb. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta figure this out. This is a first, first attempt. It's gone poorly. We're gonna deal with it. It's so, embarrassing, honestly. That you yeah. Know, so how did you think that would work out for you when you, you know put it up? You know what, Joe? How about you shut up? All right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> and entrance work for you, huh? In, in, in all seriousness, I had it so like it would look okay, like it does. I totally forgot yeah. about the headset. Totally <laughs> forgot about the wire. <laughs> you know. What? You know what I want to do is get what Travis does and put the earbuds in. I think it's a smart way to do yeah, it. Yeah, right? I could do that too. I, I have earbuds sitting upstairs. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I can't be bothered on. myself, no. so don't worry. Don't worry. We're moving on. I'm doing good, guys. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad. I, I, I got some gripes. I got some complaints. I'm ready to oh, share them cool. with the group. I'm excited oh. here. But first, I must introduce our third panel member, guy number three, Kai, back up in the chair, host of the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast. Mr. Babbitt, a.k.a. Joseph Moran. Hello, sir. Question for the group? Yep, yep, yep. Right what do I do with my hands? Just just, just, just keep them down. down. Because, like, the one thing that we never really think to ourselves is, like, when we're doing these... When we're, yeah, please co-host. The Andy Richter to the Conan, that is, <laughs> Kyle. Um, is that, like, what do, like, what are we doing with our hands? Are we fiddling around with something? Like, for me, uh, and you'll never see it because it's not in frame, but, like, yeah. sometimes I like to, like, just oh, okay. twirl a pen. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys, yeah, yeah. I got some poker chips if you want. No, no, oh, not that. Oh, God. <laughs> not that. <laughs> an hour of that. An hour <laughs> of One of our episodes. What's that noise? I don't know, guys. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what Shuffle it in the deck. Yeah. It, uh, so yeah, you know, just I want people to think about that when you're listening to a show. What are they doing with their hands? If it's four people, I'm playing games on my tablet via XCloud. If it's yeah. four people, if it's just three, uh, eating then a I cookie pay more sometimes. Attention. Yeah, that's right. I like to eat a good cookie during a, during a show and not meet your fucking mic again. Okay? Never, not once, not <laughs> once. No, no. You know what I can't do is the long shows where people want to have like a two and a half hour conversation. It's like I need my blood sugar gets low. I got to eat something. Real talk, like no podcast should be a Lord of the Ring. No, none of them. No. Uh, I get aggravated if a trophy room runs. There's only, I think, two or three episodes of the trophy room that actually run over two hours. Yeah, yeah. when we just start so to know, approach two hours on big cast, I start cutting topics. It's yeah, yeah it's, it's too much. And like, uh, just so you know, Lord Cognito, we're specifically talking to you. That's who <laughs> we're talking to. Guys yeah. did it like a seven hour one, it was like a marathon. Yeah. Like, bro, too what, much. What, don't you have families? Don't you get hungry? Yeah. Yeah. Order a right? like, Elden Ring. I don't know. What's what goes on midway through that show? Like Cog's still there from start to finish. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, like that's a fast. You go to that. He works out a lot. You know he's drinking protein drinks. Exactly. Well, maybe he has one before. Bathroom. And then yeah, maybe matter. like he has one during, and that's yeah, I'd have to be like three gorgeous. times. Yeah. yeah. But you don't even see him like he's such a pro. You don't even see him drink. <laughs> yeah, he's always like this. He's always thinking. And he's like he's and like he's right. actually fucking listening, and that's a crazy yeah, thing. He is. He's, right, you think I'm facts, listening to Luke every time facts, he talks? Absolutely not. Facts. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I can do a good cog. I like, I like cog. That was an Al Pacino. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that was cog. Oh, wow. <laughs> he just I said, well, he said, well, four times and said, I can do cog. No, no, it's, <laughs> it's easy. Look how much I work out. I host a really good show. I'm successful. We get it. Yeah. Oh, God. Health oh. is wealth. 
<laughs> it, is, it is. God, I love him. He's so great. He's so fucking great. It's it's. Yeah. You know what makes me mad about about college? I'll never yeah. be that cool. I'll <laughs> never never be that cool. Never. Oh goodness. Oh, goodness. None of us really. For no, being honest, not at all. Not at all. No. Um. I do. So I have, I'm going to bring this up. I'm going to tell you guys, we're going to talk about weaponizing fan bases here. Speaking of, you know, aggravate an entire fan base. What up? <laughs> what up? What up? Uh, Iron Lords. Um, <laughs> so we're going to talk about weaponizing fan bases. We're going to talk about some of the tumultuous news that's come out of studio treatment. Uh, and before we do that, I'm going to bring you up to date. I'm very hot and it's pollen season. My AC oh broke my boys. My AC broke. Got that quote what? today. Guess what? 2k. 2k. 2k is cheap. It's cheap. Mean- I don't yeah, mean some, that in a bad way. I mean, you're, you're not, yeah. you're not, it could have been up to six. And I was just like, Oh, thank goodness. Two grand. This is good. Yeah. This is good. Is well, it like some power unit in your compressor or some stupid com- com- compressor shorted out? Yep. Uh, needs new refrigerants. Yeah. It's, it's a bummer. Drives me nuts. It's a bummer. Yeah. yeah. I live at so home. I'm a little warm. I live at home. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I like your mama. She's very nice. <laughs> She's no so joke. But in our old house, the, we had the entire furnace go. Entire thing in our old house. Oh, and, and you live north, right? No, Kansas City. I mean, uh, it gets it's one of those weird times. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah, we, we replaced the entire thing. It was fourteen thousand. Mm-hmm. And then we moved six months later. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. Ouch. Oh my god. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. Owning a home is no joke at times, man. Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we've had this house for three years, so. It's and it was built in 2015, so you know, like it's kind of a bummer. It's kind yeah, of annoying. That, that, that went early for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so you know, I'm just making it work, making it work. You know? uh, HVAC chat. That's what you came here for. That's it's right. Right. Do what I can, boys. Check your HVAC every year. <laughs> Change your air filters. That's what you got to do. That's, That's right. Do Change the air filters. People don't realize that. Mm-hmm. Don't Change realize your oil that. every. So you know. Every once in a while, five thousand miles. <laughs> three if it's not a, a newer car. Come on, come on, Joe. Oh, oh, us? No, we always do three thousand. We don't, we don't mess around. Well, and some of them you, well, you, you whatever. All right, uh, humble brag. Uh, I drive a Toyota Corolla. I know what I'm talking about when it comes to cars. <laughs> uh, Toyota Prius, because I'm cool. Oh, look at you! Oh, oh you! Hard, hard. I tell Is everybody I'm gonna save in? the world. <laughs> I wish. I wish. Next car is probably a Tesla, though. Looking excited. Oh, okay. You like Elon Musk? You a big fan? Yep, big fan, totally. I value everything that he or she says. And um, every, you don't know who I, he is, huh? <laughs> uh, no, absolutely. So that actually brings me to my point of of by way of you know what I'm not going to explain how I get there. Go for it. Here's the deal, boys. I want to talk about weaponizing fan bases. I've seen a lot of stuff happen over the last few weeks since the, we had the PlayStation State of Play with uh, Legacy of Hogwarts, and I watched the Elden Backwards. Ring community. Hogwarts Legacy. It should be Legacy of Hogwarts. That just sounds better. Um, Let me me tell WB how to do their job. I've seen a lot of weaponization of the Elden Ring community uh, towards and against different people. We've had Moon Studios people come out and say that they mistreated their employees, which caused another outrage of should you play it, should you not. Uh, And we've had turnover at the initiative, which caused a number of different uh, conversations. So I want to put the phrase weaponizing fan bases into your minds and find out your first reactions, please. I'll go because there's a lot to unpack here. <laughs> you got to so, stop stealing my phrase. <laughs> I, I trademarked that shit. You don't tell no, Wayne Gretzky how to play that's hockey. That's right. No, let's let's start with Hogwarts Legacy because I feel like that's a simpler one 
to kind of jump into because like that's the simple one. Oh wow yeah okay because oh, like to me it's kind of so jk rowling first off i'm not a like hogwarts guy i'm not a harry potter specific mm-hmm. person whatever um cool. know nothing of it i know snape dumbledore the guy that you can't talk about the fish face dude i'm really blanking on his voldemort uh like harry oh. potter and hermione right and her friend ron I'm really uh, surprised that you weren't a fan growing up. I, it's like your generation. It does. My mother like thought generation. it was uh, was the work of the devil. Oh right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that? Yeah, she was way like she's still big into Jesus Christo, but even I yeah, know. <laughs> Good thing she kept you safe. <laughs> <laughs> Committing sin every every day. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so you know, look, she she holds an opinion on 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 the trans community that I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, we're total opposites when it comes to that. To me. You know, you have the right to be and identify as whoever you want to be, right? Like, you should be comfortable in your own skin. You should love who you love, all that stuff. JK doesn't have that opinion, and she has some thoughts on trans folks that I disagree with, again, completely. But she has a right to say those things and to hold those opinions so that I know what stupid looks like, so that I don't go in, you know, with that crowd, uh, so to me, I'm really good at, though I disagree with her going, you have a right to say the dumb shit that you do. Mm-hmm. And at the same exact time, I have a very good capability of divorcing the art from the artist. So to me, and I said this on the trophy room, she doesn't own how I feel about Hogwarts or Harry Potter the same way where, you know, George Lucas or Disney doesn't own how I feel or the feelings I get to star Wars. Mm -hmm. Um, so for me as a non fan, I can understand why people have their qualms with her and her ideology. But to me, I don't feel like boycotting a thing is going to be, is going to work for you because the way I see it is she's a billionaire. She will always be a billionaire. Her aunts are, you know, the, the, her kids after her will be millionaires. She's, the, the time to cancel her was 20 plus years ago. So to me, it's listen in the time that we're living in right now, you need as much happiness as you can get. Um, and if Harry Potter makes you happy, don't give her the power to tell you that it doesn't. Two, two questions before Ains goes, did you sit out of any games last year based on, on morality? So, and that's a great question uh, because, you know, we talk about Activision Blizzard and Mm -hmm. some of the things that they've done and they've allowed to do that has actively harmed people in that, uh, in that company. So I don't think it's a complete one-to-one, but I also feel like you guys have done a great job of wearing my point down to where I actually agree with you guys. Yeah. I, I, you know, look, Activision Blizzard and the CEOs and the board members are awful people for allowing all the awful things to happen in that company. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there are great people working there and Mm -hmm. they should have their art shown and their art recognized. You know, I go back to that tweet, uh, Alexa Ray Korea in the game awards feeling like they were shunned. Um, So I feel like there's a balancing act that one has to do if they're willing to, uh, which is understand and identify that your, that the companies that you like may, you know, may be actually awful, and the heroes you once used to look up to may be monsters. And you have to kind of just deal with 
the thing that made that special in the first place, which is the stories, which are the characters, the universe that is. And it's again, easier said than done. Uh, for me, it's easy to do. Like I could listen to a Kanye West song and go, Oh yeah, this song's really great. But then also realize that like that guy is psychotic mm-hmm. and he makes shitty shoes. It's all just be frank about that. Yeah. Shoes are fucking dumb. If you own them, toss them in the garbage. Why are you buying $3,000 sneakers for? No one right. listening is buying $3,000 sneakers. I don't know. You never know. You never know. Yeah. Oh, no. But yeah, that's 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 how I'm I'm seeing it now uh, through that lens. And yeah, I, I, I almost completely agree with Joe. I think he said it really well. Um, you know, I think that the silly thing here um, and, and completely understanding, as Joe said, um, the kind of horrible thing she has said about trans people. Um, and I'm sure how trans people feel about those things is not to be taken for granted or lightly. Um, but at some point <clears throat> you absolutely do have to separate these things because the truth of the matter is, is that every single day, nearly all of us buy something or share something or do something in our lives. That is the result of a company that, throughout probably has some very terrible people it's just the nature of our world amazon has terrible people walmart has terrible people um if you you know i I even joke so far not joked but even put forth like you know we've got so many people who love the mcu i know we talk about this all the time look at the origins of disney you don't in fact don't look at the origins of disney because it may ruin it for you uh look at the origins of volkswagen or porsche or look at the origins of so many companies and IPs and creators, as Joe said, um, you know, the phrase never meet your heroes is very true a lot mm-hmm. of times. Um, <clears throat> and so you can't, if you're going to take the stand of this person said something horrible and I don't agree with them and therefore anything they're associated with, I don't want anything to do with, that's obviously your prerogative. But you have to realize if, you, if you're going to take that stand, either do it holistically, which is going to change your life drastically. Or just accept the fact that, look, yeah, there's a lot of horrible people in the world. Horrible people can still create brilliant things. It happens Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, We just have to accept that, as Joe said, if something brings you happiness, something brings you joy, don't let someone else take that away from you. Um, And and be completely honest. Like, uh, even let's say that um, J.K. Rowling was getting, I'm making this up. Let's say she was getting 50% of every game sold. You not buying that game again completely your choice it would be your prerogative it's not going to make a difference yeah still walks away a billionaire you're literally only hurting the people that made it yeah and And even if you hurt her you're hurting uh exponentially more people that are good people right we talked about this too all the developers and you know and there's probably some bad developers there's probably some bad leaders you know what i mean at wb the stuff we're seeing at activision and quantic dream and uh, uh, we're going to talk about Moon Studios. That happens all across the industry. Don't think it's just because you heard about Moon this week, it's exclusive, and that Xbox and who, whatever company you love doesn't do this. It happens everywhere. Yeah. Um, you just have to enjoy the things you enjoy and don't let people ruin that for you. So, And I, I actually talked to the <clears throat> contributors of Season Gaming this week, and I said, look, we're going to be covering this game a lot. It looks great. We're probably going to do a review on it. What are your guys' opinions on how we handle this? Do we mention J.K. Rowling? Do we mention the stuff she said? And how do you want to approach that? And we had a good conversation about it. And I think most people are very kind of level-headed about it. Um, because I saw some sites like 
I can't cover this because of this. And it's like, no. Oh, fan bite media? Uh, no, you can't do that. Yeah. that so that's... I get to call him out. He can't. I get to. Yeah. I, I would. T- I will, too, because I saw, and I talked about this on the latest XEP, so I, I apologize for doubling up for anyone that's, that overlaps, but I saw saw several people, Fanbyte included, uh, I think it was Imran at Fan, Fanbyte, who yeah. I have a lot of respect for, very talented, intelligent person, but his company, Joe, is owned by who? Tencent. Yeah. Tencent. So yep. taking a moral stance while working for Tencent is... By by definition, hypocritical, but it's not that he was trying to be hypocritical. The problem is how close do you want to zoom in on an issue? Exactly. And how far out do you want to zoom out? Exactly. And, and that is consistently my issue. And it's one that I think is ongoing. And I, I want to make clear to listeners that this is ongoing. I've watched Joe adjust his stance over time that he literally just said he did. Yeah. I've been adjusting my stance as we go through, as I learn more about our industry. Like I... I chose to abstain from Call of Duty Vanguard, a choice made easier, by the way, by its own, the game's own setting and by the <laughs> fact that Halo was coming out by, the, by way of other things. Like, it made my choice easier, but if I'd been under more pressure, if it was Infinite War two, Warfare 2 or, or Modern Warfare 2 or any of the ones that I liked, my choice would have been made that much harder, right? It's less moral in that, in that case, but yeah. as we ongoingly adjust and change our stances and choose where we zoom in, it's important to take note of the bigger picture and the smaller picture fan bites owned by Tencent, right? I'm, I'm using a computer that is likely is connected somehow, some way to a company that does bad things. If I'm, if you're using an iPhone Foxconn, get uh, a Samsung stuff, Foxconn, like they do, they put up nets to stop people from taking their own lives out of buildings. Like there are levels to this that, I mean, Samsung, right? Like they, they use child labor in Africa to mine the gold. So, right. We're all like, the thing is, it's like, I love what you said, Luke, how far do you really want to zoom in on this? And I understand how many people want to do the, what is the right thing you feel compelled to. Mm -hmm. And so like, if your right thing is like, yeah, I'm not buying this game at JK Rowling. That's, that's on you. And I'm not here to demonize you. That's the way you think. But I'm also saying if someone is buying it, Mm -hmm. don't demonize them. They're yes. not a, you know, nobody's a quote unquote perfect ally here. Mm-hmm. We're all, we, we, we're all comfortable with some moral gray choices that we have because I feel like the internet is so, you know, literally like black and white, you know, you mm-hmm. have to be this or you have to be that. And there is no room or there's no wiggle room. And in fact, the real world does not operate in that. Correct. That, I feel that like is- we just, we're running off guilt. That's it. That is the point that I was was kind of getting at and kind of my thesis and bringing up the topic is that as we weaponize fan bases, we start to demonize the choices <clears throat> that people are making that shouldn't be demonized. Um, you can make this something as as light as and, and, and this is a personal thing I went through Elden Ring, right? The the accessibility conversation and how approachable the game is. I'm talking to Ains almost every night in the first few days trying to figure the game out. And if I made that more public, I ended up hating the conversations and I abstained from talking to, to a couple people because it took away it took away some of the joy that I was having with this incredible experience. Mm-hmm. By the same time, that's not fair or right. Should you demonize people's choices for for buying a game or playing a game, uh, diving in, where do you want to to let people, others control what it is you enjoy. Um, at least that's where I was kind of going with that one. Ains, I kind of mm-hmm. jumped in in your normal talking spot. Did you want to say anything there? 
No, no, no. You guys are covering it. Uh, the only thing you were saying about zooming in is, is you know, the, the fact of the matter is we live in a global capitalized market today, right? If you look at the real big picture, and as you guys alluded to, you can look around the room you're sitting right now, probably the thing you're watching this on or listening this on, and mm-hmm. there's been some atrocities committed to bring that to you. Right. Um, it's just the nature of the global market. And if you if you seriously zoomed all the way in and said, I'm not going to support any of this, you'd be living on a farm, eating your own food that you farmed every day with mm-hmm. nothing else in the house because there, there's literally everything that is made has had some negative impact. Mm-hmm. I know someone um, that lives off the grid, by the way. <laughs> do you really? Yeah, he, he's living his own libertarian paradise. Good for him, by the way. What do you his think of him? Carlos, he's never yeah, there you go. <laughs> and he lives in a he lives in a bus that he bought. He he a used bus that he bought. Yep. And he's yeah. made it everything. Kitchen, bathroom. The bathroom's okay. in the kitchen. So <clears throat> well, he's doing his thing. So yeah. yeah, I mean you can choose to live that way, and that's his right. And if he's happy doing that, then by all means. Um, but to your guys' point, someone, you know, me buying this game and supporting this game, and if you know, our outlet's going to cover this game. doesn't mean we're against trans rights. You can't make right. that leap. That's, that's not what that is at all. There's no connection there. Um, now, is the, the, the next question in line is really that I, I'll ask back to you guys is, do you feel creators like us um, have a responsibility to talk about it? Because that was mixed in my group. Like, do we just cover the game because it's a game from a developer that has no real direct association to J.K. Rowling, and do we just cover it that way, like any other game, or is there a responsibility to at least bring up what's going on with J.K. Rowling? What do you guys think about that? I think it's it, it goes back to it's your choice. Like <clears throat> the way you cover the game is the way you cover it. I know there's a lot of people. I I know like in the coverage of of Hogwarts, you know, when we did our little deep dive on YouTube, one person's like, "Y'all, come on, please." You know, knock it off. Can we stop? And I'm like, I get it. And I, I feel like after the conversation we've had, I feel like that's enough and we don't need to bring it up. It could be a passing comment, but I don't think we need to have a another, you know, in-depth conversation and how we feel about her as a person. Fair enough. I'm, I'm inclined to agree to a point when it comes to outlets. I think there's a responsibility of the outlet to cover the game because the bigger stuff like like IGN and GameSpot that promise review content and preview content they have a responsibility to show the game of course. Uh, to a point to a point right um there there probably are levels on a moral scale that you wouldn't show uh in a game but i think there's a level there and when it comes to more independently run sites you're supposed to be by design more invested with your community than the mass mm-hmm. than the masses and so I think there's a responsibility to communicate with that community based on the standards that you've set thus far. And if there's been no standards set, is it within your, like, do you need to, do you feel like you need to and go with it? If the question comes up, you're under no obligation to answer it, but I, I feel like it would be disingenuous to, to ignore it. Right. When it comes to Hogwarts, when I see super long posts, I, I don't read them. Like I'm, all right, like, like this is why you are or are not. That's not necessarily my interest level. Um, but I appreciate that it's there for those that are interested. Because that's one of the things that we make a mistake of on in social media when we follow people within our own echo chambers is if you don't want to see certain content, don't click on it. Don't follow the person. 
Don't invest in it. Mute the conversation. Mute the word. You have a lot more control over your timeline than I think we sometimes say. And it's it's one of those things where, you know, hey, your existence offends me. All right, be offended. You know, like, hey, your your choice of word offends me. Don't follow. You know, like it's your it's not my job to worry about your pain, guilt, upsetness. Right. Does that make Does that make sense? I, yeah. I, I hope I don't sound like the villain in saying. No, you you, you 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 sound correct. Like you sound one hundred percent on point. It's yeah. You, you, I feel like we whether it's like subconsciously or consciously nudge each other in the direction that we feel like we sh we as a group should be gr going and growing, and um and that's just not it. Um, because then you all just sound alike. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody you just all sound alike. It, 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 things start losing its meaning. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I feel like instead of trying to sound like an echo board, try to kind of think outside the box. Yeah, yeah. It, it's funny because we're we're kind of broaching into a bigger subject now, right? Which is uh, the the gaming community as a whole. And to your mm -hmm. point, Joe, many within the gaming community sounding like an echo chamber at times and like Very much it, so. it almost like the gaming community has to have this opinion of something and if you don't have that opinion well you're you're not really part of the core gaming community and i think that's a a huge not a huge problem but i think it is a problem um in the gaming community and one i know we've joked offline about one that i talked to to colin about pretty mm -hmm. extensively which is and we've talked on BitCast a lot about this recently, too, especially with Travis and Hogue now, who obviously are very opinionated. Um, but we, we've joked offline of like, it's OK to debate. It's OK to disagree. It's OK to have different viewpoints and challenge each other and mm -hmm. do all of those things, even debate if you want to. But do it respectfully and do it understanding that from the start that people are going to have other viewpoints. And that's OK. Uh, you should both learn and grow from hearing from more people in different viewpoints. Uh, I think the problem becomes when you surround yourself only with people who have the exact same viewpoints and then you to going all the way back to the start of this, then you start to kind of weaponize your peers or that community against others who don't share that viewpoint. That's where the problems start to come in. And that's where discourse really takes a downturn. Um, and that doesn't do anyone any good. It's it's ironic. Uh when, when you look at the fact that you did talk to Colin Moriarty, who is a polarizing figure. Yeah. Um, one of the things he and said, I don't agree with everything he says, you know, obviously. Nor do I. yeah, nor, nor, nor does anyone probably, but that's not the point. Right. Right. Uh, I appreciated in his interview because I was even I was hesitant to listen to his interview, but because of the exact things we just said, the need to challenge yourself, the need to allow other voices. Uh, when I was listening through it, I was really enjoying a lot of what I was hearing in the conversation, the debate between you, the the, the pointing out that gaming journalism has become an echo chamber of you should or should not based on moral decisions that someone somewhere is deciding. And it very much ignores the gray area that exists, the hypocr hypocrisy that can exist simply by being human, you know, not, not any big moral stance, but you know, if you're going to be on an iPhone tweeting about, you know, justice and, and, you know, virtuosity, it's like, well, that don't make sense. <laughs> and it's, it's like, all right, calm down. And, you know, when you look at Hogue and Travis over on BitCast, I think that's some of the best content that's come out of BitCast in a while. Yeah. Because uh, you we and Dan are agree. really disappointing is really what I mean. Yeah. Um, Underperforming on every level. Uh, Mostly much. you, Ants. Yeah. I know. I, I got my year review. It wasn't very good. Yeah. And you, you're like, can we do something about this wire? And he's like, sure. Put it right in front of the camera. And the, the, you know, the, and the, 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 the kind of... <laughs> I don't know 
one that made me laugh. Hey guys, I, I took care of it. I took care of it. <laughs> Good. The most the most messed up thing about that is that his wife led the review. <laughs> She's like, "This is what you can improve on." It yeah. <laughs> as a person and as a creator. Yeah, but oh. yeah, yeah. It, it really just it boils down to you know echo chambers and yeah weaponizing communities it's it's excellent that people are highlighting things we'll talk about in a second like the moon studios uh situation it's awesome when we get that in-depth um reporting it's also sure necessary to also say hey listen the thing you love just to let you know this person has the creator has this awful opinion and just having that there is fine but i feel like if you are a major outlet you should be giving this game coverage um and i feel like as a reviewer mm -hmm. which is the one thing i do worry about with this game is you should be reviewing this game on its merits mm -hmm. Correct. i can only imagine the kotaku review that's going to be this like it's, it's for, for they're not one? even and you have problem Hogwarts. with me not finishing games oh, yeah. they're not even gonna press start on this goddamn <laughs> thing it's gonna be an essay on their thoughts their feelings and how many times they cried thinking about it and so like yeah. to me it's it's I just hope the game gets a fair shake, regardless of the creator, because I think that team obviously loves the source material mm -hmm. of, of that world. The weird thing is, too, is there's probably, what, four, five, six hundred people working on this game holistically, like all yeah. up, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people. We, we don't know each of them individually. For all we know, there could be 20, 30, 40 people on this team that literally do stuff for trans rights. On a weekly basis, they could be donating, mm -hmm. they could be, you know, supporting it in all the different ways you can support those communities. But just because of this famous person who originally created this 30 years ago, whenever it was, you know, it's like, that's, that's not how it should work. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a, a really good social movement happening as we are recording this, and it has a lot to do with developers tweeting pictures of themselves and yeah. talking about their career experience. And I, I love this. And please forgive the self-plug one of my big, big excitements to, to, was to have uh, Crystal Dynamics developer Brian Wagner on to talk about uh, his work and his career working through Madden and Marvel superheroes and, and now Avengers. And I like this because it puts a face to the people making the product. It yep. humanizes those that are involved. Um, in Brian's case, he came into the team well after decisions were made. He came in like less than a year ago to try and repair damage, essentially. Did you ask right? him for a refund? Shut up. I love that game. But <laughs> he came in to repair decisions made uh, not by him. Just as many of these people I'm trying to make a point here. Ains, come on. <laughs> Just as many of these people are showing us who they really are. They're not yeah. the person behind the game uh, hiding behind the cover They're Hey, my name is this and this is my dog and I have a daughter and I have a son and I'm making games and I live here and I've been making this. I, that to me humanizes the development and reminds us that there are people behind the products yeah. and those people can see comments and see and hear things. And when they see people weaponize the, the, the Elden Ring community against the horizon community or vice versa, like when they watch that, they've got to be just pulling their hair out. Like, Hey, these are great. These are masterpieces of, of things that we've created. Why aren't we talking about that? Yep. You know? Yeah. Well, and developers and publishers and anyone in I'm the industry. I'm hearing a beep. I hear a beep as well. Really? Oh, okay. Uh, it stopped. 
I haven't touched anything. I was listening. I haven't heard a beat. I saw you hang that wire over that mic. Electrical <laughs> feedback. Um, the developers, publishers, etc., people in the industry, right? They think those conversations and debates are the stupidest things ever. You know, yeah. because they all love each other's games. It's 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 development work to them. It's just like when you know you look at movies or any other industry, music artists, right? Um, they're res- the majority, of course, are very respectful of each other and, and kind of admire what other people create in their line of work. Um, it's the debates that these, you know, we've talked about all these people before, but the debates that they have on a daily basis are so moronic. Um, yeah. It's it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Sure. Ag- agreed. And again, going back, it all goes back to the echo chambers, you know? How many of these Xbox shows sound exactly alike talking about the same thing? Same so thing. really why I love, like, shows like ours that are really trying to bring a different slant, trying to bring different perspectives uh, in rather, you know, different ecosystems. Um, because yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to sound like Colin. I don't want to sound like Greg. I don't want to sound like beyond. I just want to sound like me. And uh, it's awesome when I hear, you know, on a PlayStation podcast, that's not my own, a point that they didn't hit that I hit and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, it's awesome when I hear, you know, when I listen to Luke's sh- uh, show every six to seven months, um, that it sounds different from, you know, podcast unlocked. Right. And when I listen to Ain's show, big cast, it's literally a conversation that I have not heard. And it's fucking refreshing. <laughs> I really love the show, and I've missed out on the last two weeks because personal reasons. And I and I and I'm like literally missing it. Um, so that's why I think what makes us all special. How dare you, Travis and Hogue did yeah. great on his show. I just wanna... Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> oh, congratulations yeah. to Travis and Hogue, really holding that show together. Yeah, yeah. Doing doing what needs to be done. God's work, they call it. Um, the the one of the odd things though is that for all. Of, we and we hear from our community and whatnot the, the comments that you're making like that's it is refreshing, but the views and the clicks aren't there, and it makes me wonder if how many people. Well, for just you, want to hold hear. up. Fair, um, <laughs> but but even compared to some of the biggest stuff, like yeah. it, it's interesting to watch people. Some people just want to hear the comfort food, and <laughs> to the same effect, if we're talking, if we're calling out one direction, we must acknowledge the other. If that's what they want, rock on do your thing and i am just as capable of muting them or not following or any of that you know i want to end this on one note that is a tweet i wanted to tweet out but lost the opportunity for coward my favorite movie reviewer is ben shapiro because i know every every movie that he hates i'm gonna just fucking love it (laughs) i'm gonna love it so much and for every reason why he hates it i'm gonna love the crap out of it you know we need we need the yin and the yang we need ben and his dry wife to remind us what is good in the world all right let's get to this next segment (laughs) if i could i would pay so much money to put ben shapiro colin moriarty and jason trier in a room together just like just like spin the bottle and then bring up a, a polarizing topic and just watch <laughs> just watch you know? yeah just watch it happen just yeah. watch it happen oh and i put dan in there to be clear i put dan in that room dan, no the other three no. wouldn't leave the he room would leave. And dan, dan would be arrested <laughs> <sighs> oh man all right boys uh did you know jade raymond is not working for playstation have you heard of this have you seen this yeah oh, this is news to me um, tell me how you feel about that. Well, you know what? No, don't tell me. I'm gonna tell you how I feel about that first. Um, Jane Raymond hasn't made a game in a long time, and she's clearly talented. 
She's clearly sought after in the gaming industry. She hasn't shipped a game in a while. Kind of similar to Amy Hennig in a way. The talent's there and it's respected. People people like it. But the game hasn't been shipped in a long time. Uh, to me, it's a good get by PlayStation, but it comes with red flags, as many hires would do for anybody, right? Um, so I'm curious, where'd you land on this one when you saw Herman Hulse tweet out that uh, Haven is not PlayStation? Just to differentiate too, Amy Hennig uh, has written some very... Uh, incredible titles over her career and she's been kind of fundamental jade raymond as far as i can tell was the producer on some early assassin's creed titles and hasn't really done a whole lot since then yeah, um, since splinter cell stuff yeah since some splinters okay um and then moved and then moved again and then moved again um mm. so i clearly she has a name for herself maybe there's people in the industry that know something we don't about her talent or what she can build or drive. Um, but I, to me, I've always kind of wondered, sitting on the outside and not knowing, uh, when you just simply look at her resume, you're just like, well, what is the big deal with this woman? Um, so I, I don't really know. That said, I like the hire and I like the acquisition, whatever you want to call it, because mm -hmm. it's clear that they're working on, a, they've said, a AAA multiplayer game. And I like seeing PlayStation really starting to invest in that space because one of the complaints I have with PlayStation for their great games is that they are a little bit samesy. I'm getting tired of the shame old shtick and it's starting for me to wear a little thin. Um, and so I, I've always felt that the multiplayer side has been a weakness for PlayStation. Uh, and I, I love multiplayer. I love competitive stuff. So the fact that... Um, Separate from this, of course, Xbox is, has obviously been really investing in single player. And now PlayStation is investing between Bungie and Haven and Fire Sprite and all this stuff into multiplayer, live service, all this stuff. I love it because what it means at the end of the day is a few years from now, we're going to have more complete uh, publishers in Xbox and PlayStation. That's my yeah. viewpoint. Yeah. Uh, to echo what Ains just said, I think this is, first off, I, I hate when every time playstation has acquired something people go organic it's like what an organic joke oh my god the next larry david has entered the building congratulations where's this guy's emmy someone get this guy an emmy the joke's old the joke's tired get over yourself all right god it's so oh my god it's just and the thing it doesn't like it it doesn't the thing that aggravates me is that it's an unoriginal joke it's been on original for like eight minutes now. Get a new shtick for the love of God. That being yeah, said, though, yeah, I needed to. I like this acquisition, and these are the acquisitions I want to see from PlayStation. I don't want to see the, you know, $10 billion publisher, you know, answer to Microsoft. This is what I want to see. Them funding teams all over the world. I've seen, you know, uh, PlayStation Malaysia start hiring way more people for a project that we still don't know much about um you know you're seeing fire sprite hire folks you're seeing gorilla again hiring folks like everybody is growing and you're seeing not just teams expand but new teams come in so when i take a look at haven you're talking about a studio that was incredibly sought after funded by playstation in the first year they've have to have liked what they've seen to say okay you know what you guys got something we're going to, we're going to keep you because we really, we really like this and retain the talent that is there. You know, I, I bet. Yeah. Jade Raymond is, 
again, a legendary producer. Um, and so PlayStation probably wants her there as maybe not just a head of a studio, but a tastemaker uh, for the future of that, that product and that brand. So when I take a look at what PlayStation has acquired here, they're really building studios from the ground up to fund them. And then for, it looks like their future projects as well. If it looks good, they're going to, they're going to snipe at you. They're going to take you. I like what Hoag said on Twitter and he got a lot of venom for it. Um, where it's like, yeah, Xbox, uh, you know, Xbox, uh, Tencent have kind of changed the game in terms of acquisitions where, yeah, PlayStation doesn't have the moral high ground anymore of like building a relationship with the team, uh, having that rapport with them. No, when it comes to Haven, well, they did have rapport. JD used to work for them, but you know, when it comes to Haven, they had to go on the ground, on the fly. Yeah, this looks good to us. We'll bring you aboard. Uh, I wonder what the next, you know, acquisitions are going to look like from them in the weeks to come. Because I'm, I, that's what I'm very curious about. Are we going to keep, like, is the next one Deviation? Is the next one Firewalk? Or are we going to see the the big one that I don't like? <laughs> you know, but mm. that, that's, that's. That's where I stand on it. I like it because it is just a studio. No one's losing anything and relationships could just get strengthened. And the culture, what I would assume wouldn't be changing much. The culture. Yeah. The culture. Um, you said a lot. And I think the biggest takeaway there is there's a PlayStation Malaysia. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Today I learned. All right. yeah. Today I learned. Um, your comment about Hogue is interesting because him and I talked uh, offline about that as well. And at the point he was trying to make it, and he got a lot of venom, as you said, the point he was trying to make is that the industry is changing so rapidly now that the game has changed. There used to be an industry where you could work with a party, like a third-party publisher, have them kind of become a second-party publisher over time, build that relationship, and then acquire them or you know do, do whatever, make exclusive deals with them. Things are changing so rapidly now when you have the Microsofts, you have the uh, Embracer groups, you have the Tencent, you have all these that, um, you know, PlayStation obviously has to be more agile in their approach, too. So the fact that people are like, this studio just got stood up, uh, you know, they, they haven't made anything. Why would they do this? And kind of goes to your point. It's like if there's talent there and PlayStation feels that what they're building is going to be impressive and engaging, then there's there's nothing stopping. There should be nothing stopping PlayStation from acquiring this studio earlier on and by doing so there's a risk reward financially because as a business you're acquiring at their low you're acquiring on the promise yep. of something and while it's just on the promise of something you're getting in at a bargain now it might not always be a bargain if the game launches and it sucks well it wasn't a bargain um but more than likely with playstation's uh um god man with playstation's kind of uh you know, focus on quality and they have a lot of experience and their teams working together. They now have Bungie as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if they put all these resources into building this and it is a great game, then the value of that studio will skyrocket and it'll be a very cheap investment that PlayStation made. So it's, which I think is the more likely scenario, right? Yes. As PlayStation obviously does as well. So uh, it just, from the outside, it looks to be a, a good thing and I'm, I'm excited for it. Now give them Twisted Metal, so someone can build it properly because I want a good Twisted Metal game. Yeah, but you're getting that, a show with, uh, well, you know. Well, I just want them, honestly, the only acquisition I care for now is just give me Ember Lab, bring them in. What they were able to do with, uh, make, with Kina, uh, I, I, I want to see them have a, have a nice big budget and, and see that, that, 
that vision realized. I think I they're. Still, I still haven't played it. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. To... Yeah. Maybe they're the ones working on the Sly Cooper. Oh, okay. Hey. You know what? I want a Sly Cooper. I've never finished a Sly Cooper game, but I always liked them. They're good. We get we get a new Sly Cooper before Banjo. I'm gonna riot. Oh, that's gonna happen. You're it's gonna happening, be so buddy. Pissed. You're gonna riot. But you have experience. You were in the convoys up to up to the border, right? Weren't you oh, there? No. Look, convoys now mean something totally different. This work does not. We were just talking about our freedoms, and those yeah. won't be sacrificed. <laughs> Oh boy. Oh you know boy. what scares me is Joe said it changed meanings. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I don't oh know boy. what we just touched on there. So, uh, yeah. yeah. You yeah. know what? Ain stands by it. He said it. Okay. That's right. He said <laughs> it and he <laughs> meant it, damn it. Yeah, he meant it. Yeah. Oh, oh goodness. good news. This is great. Now go buy Ember Labs. Make, you know, make it complete. You're, you're talking about Sony kind of like buying the smaller stuff. It looks like. That's what I want, man. It looked like. Well, so many of us, when we talked about the Microsoft side, wanted Microsoft to buy Moon Studios after they put out the Ori games. And to me, Moon and Ember are on the kind of the same level and trajectory on the outside looking in. But it came out this past week or so that the two founders of Moon Studios are actually quite abusive to the, the small staff that they have working there. Um, for context, just to say, like I had Jeremy Gritton on my show. He's not one of the people that was accused, but he was uh, on my show uh, from Moon. And it sounds like they use the quality of the Ori games as justification for their behavior. And that's something we've heard from people talking about Naughty Dog at various points in the crunch discussion. Uh, not apples to apples, but apples to oranges in terms of like justifying uh, behaviors and attitudes. And it seems like more and more of this stuff's getting called out. And so I'm happy to see that. I'm wondering if it's going to make any type of industry shift, particularly when you've got companies like Microsoft uh, reportedly turning down acquiring good studios, knowing that Microsoft's willing to acquire Activision at, at the big level and they're going to oust Bobby Kodak, who's going to get paid. Yeah, but like then they've got some work to do as far as cleaning up toxic culture whilst not creating an echo chamber. There's a lot to unpack in that uh, for sure. Uh, but, you know, when I bring up these topics, I feel like they're all intrinsically related, you know? Yeah, I was sorry. I was kind of looking over here and scrolling because one of the uh, women that worked at um, Moon mm -hmm. Studios actually uh, responded to me. She uh, did. And, oh, I did. Uh, so she said. Uh, well, she said uh, specifically. She said, uh, "This is Francisca Songridi, I believe you would pronounce mm -hmm. that." She mm -hmm. said, "I worked at Moon Studios for two years. I was the only woman on the story team. I struggle to find the words to express what a soul-destroying experience it was to work with the heads of the studio, Thomas and Genity, I think is what it Genity. is. Yeah, Genity, Kennedy. She said, please don't be fooled. Don't perpetuate the problem by working for places like Moon. We have to stop the defeatist mentality that this is just what the industry is like. There are better places out there. You deserve better. So to your point, I think the more and i basically told her that i was sorry to hear that but thank her i thanked her for sharing because <clears throat> it's important that people like her share these stories because i it feels to me like there is becoming a bigger um uh magnifying glass on these issues in the industry and the more that these stories get shared the bigger that magnifying glass gets and the more people are looking out for it looking for it the more devs are speaking up etc the less companies will be able to get away with it 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we're we're slowly making that shift. It's it's obviously shouldn't have been going on in the first place. But back to our earlier conversation, you could say that about nearly every industry. Um, so I'm just glad that you know it is getting more of a focus, and I think that uh, I think that companies are realizing that they can't continue with this um, this type of approach. Yeah, I, I I was I was uh, listening to one of Jeff Grubb's shows describe the environment of how there are there are like anti corporate and that's how we get away with saying like Nazi jokes and stuff like that and it's like come on guys what are you fifteen like fifteen you know like what's wrong like grow up that was like my first yeah and and that was just like you know. Like calling people like like you know retarded or whatever for for them not agreeing with them in a in a workplace environment it's just nonsense. Um, the one thing that really also, I think there's two things that spoke to me um, that I think one of the women came out maybe is the one you just mentioned how they were on the the team and one of the on on their new game that they're working on the thing that's propelling one of the protagonists is that they were uh, raped. And that was a plot device. They were using that sexual assault as a plot device. And the the fight within the team between the story folks or just the team in general and just the two creators who really wanted to go ahead and do this was just baffling and, and disgusting. Um, and that was the one thing that I... I was just like, well, I'm noping out of a Moon Studio game. That's that was that was the the one thing for me. I was just like, it this that was gross of how much confrontation you needed for that to get pushed out. Um, yeah, awful folks, and you shouldn't be using remote and you know we're anti corporate to push this garbage. Also, the next thing that you know stuck out to me was the fact that Microsoft was aware that this company was like this and it is one of the many reasons why they didn't pursue with them afterwards. And it goes back to the every content creator, including myself that was like, it's a perfect pickup. Why not? Yeah. You know, and you know, shout out to Jeff Grubb. who said it is just like, you could kind of see that their that relationship was tested because of that decision and their quote unquote, you know, move down to private division as their lead publisher. Um, not to speak anything of private division, but they're not Microsoft. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that was interesting. And it goes back to the thing that we talked about earlier of just like, yeah, this is this one, this one for me is an out. Like I'm, I, 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 no interest in playing their games at this well, point in time. That's what you mean. You're opting out of their future titles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. And I think that this is a, a good point you're making, Joe, that well, I'm sorry. It's I understand that decision because it's far more intimate than Hogwarts Legacy. Right. right? Because here, Moon Studio is led by two people who, according to reports, are pretty egregious people. Um, and then the rest of the workforce, as you said, is remote. They're kind of small and they hire people in and out. Um, so by not buying their game, you are having a direct impact on their studio and their ownership. Whereas Hogwarts Legacy is a very different situation. Um, and by the way, I, I forgot one other thing that Francisca said real quick. She said the whole studio is built on the lie that quality justifies everything. Verbal abuse, crunch, public humiliation. 
humiliation. I can't speak, but it just wears you down, burns you out and burnt out. People do not produce quality. So there's people moving in and out constantly. Yeah. Um, and that's just, yeah. So I, I would probably support your decision as well. I'm not usually one to not support a game due to a studio, but because the studio is so small, the two owners seem to be agreed. Just like I said, by not supporting that game, you're, you're having a much more direct impact on them than uh, other examples. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Well said. It was just something that I felt like the need to bring up. Oh, I, I, it's, it's it's an awesome conversation to have because of the broader, it's for the broader conversation. So I, I, I greatly appreciate it. It's almost like we zoomed in, like you referred to Luke, like that yeah. is zooming in on yeah. a specific example where the impact of consumers can be a lot more powerful than, uh, and meaningful, I think, than something like Hogwarts or other examples we gave. But it is, I mean, aren't we tired of hearing this? Like, I mean, the, we're honestly part of the problem, not not a three of us, but all of us, gamers in general. Mostly. Because, <laughs> but like the gaming industry now, we, we expect everything, right? We expect to be mm -hmm. told when a game's being made, we want to know everything about its development. We want that development to go perfect uh, and to not hear about any issues. We expect it to release on time. And when it releases, we expect it to be perfect without bugs. And the sheer matter of fact is, as we've heard a million times from all developers, is that game development is extremely complicated, very difficult. And that's just not the reality we live in. So mm -hmm. people want all of those things. They want them done quickly and they want them done cheaply. And that is like, that's where the whole, the larger conversation of capitalism comes in. It's like, well, how do you produce that? Well, here's what you do to produce it. You wear people down. Uh, and there's a cost. There's a human cost at the end of this. Mm -hmm. And so as long as, as long as the gaming industry or not the gaming industry, as long as some gaming consumers continue to be completely naive about what goes on to produce these games and really just don't care or speak out about it, then this is going to continue to go on. Um, and I think we, especially the three of us as individual creators and obviously on the show, I think we're doing the right thing, in my opinion, um, of speaking about it and just trying to spread the word as much as we can to raise awareness of these issues so that hopefully companies do better in the future. And if that means the next whatever game that I'm looking forward to comes six months later than it would have, so be it. That's okay. Mm -hmm. Let these people live normal lives and work normal jobs. Yeah. Is it my echo chamber or uh, is it getting better, the allowance for things to take time? I think it's getting better. Do you? Yeah. It, might be, it might be slight, but I think there's two things there. Let me unpack this for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I think there's two reasons why. One is that we, we're in an industry now where there's game releases every week. So when one game gets delayed, there's 10 others coming out that we can look forward to. It's not like there's three big releases a year. And if one gets delayed, we're now 33% down. Mm -hmm. um, the other is that because of the awareness, I believe of us constantly talking about these issues, we saw what happened with cyberpunk. That was a, I think that was a, a monumental shift for the industry and how a lot of gamers looked at how games are made uh, and sold to consumers. Um, and then all these other kind of terrible examples are just kind of piling on. Um, mm. And I think eventually I, I'm seeing a lot more people anecdotally. I'm seeing a lot more people in the community say this game's delayed. That, that, that's OK. There's 10 other games to look forward to. It's fine. No big deal. Mm -hmm. 
That's my opinion okay. anyway. I don't yeah. what do you guys think? No, and, and because the industry is growing mm-hmm. in such a way, there's so many games to play that yeah, you, you could take a little bit more time because X, Y, and Z are out. You know what I mean? So I, I think I think it's getting better, but I I wonder if I wonder if it's not getting better, or I'm just muting people. You know, that, that's, <laughs> that could that's, be me too. That could be you me know. as well. <laughs> and then I, I you know I wonder how many how much did people like the majority of people that played Halo Infinite don't care about the delays and whatnot. They're just when they hear that co-op's there, they're gonna go back, right? Yeah. They're not yeah. worried about numbers on Twitch or concurrence or any of that. That's not their no. passion. That's I mean, Twitter's look at every other thing. Xbox creator right now that is putting up screenshots of GT7 and, you know, adding every single PlayStation employee. Oh, one right? minute. But you said if you care about the background character to a racing game, then you're driving way too slow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, but, like, sorry, the, but like Ains and I were talking about it, like the real conversation is like, yeah, there are people that think that it should be fixed for sure. But like nobody's petitioning playstation or whatever it's just like if the community's loud enough they'll change it if the community's okay with it it's gonna remain the same it it it, you know a lot of these people like they think their thoughts matter on things it really doesn't if you're not in that ecosystem it don't really concern you i i've muted a lot of people over the past couple days over gt7 because you can tell that they're either just the xbox people who want to create controversy or just people in general that want to create controversy who also haven't played the game yeah. And it just it drives me up a wall. You guys know I promise not to go on a rant, but just stop talking about it if you haven't played the game. Yeah, um, yeah they're, they're, it's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. And I think most of the GT community agrees that the uh, currency you earn and the rate of earn and those types of things needs to be better. And they are telling uh, Polyph- Polyphony Digital that. But that doesn't that doesn't make it a terrible game. That doesn't mean it's broken. That doesn't mean all these other things that we're seeing. And it's not Herman Hulse's fault. <laughs> People are adding Herman Hulse. It's like, no, there's, you know, they hire like economists in this game. It's that person and the producer in charge of that. That's their job, bud at them. What's that? You weren't, you, you didn't beat the game. So you didn't read the credits. So you don't know who to yell at. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. And it, it especially drives <sighs> me crazy. Not, not to go. Okay. It especially drives me crazy because obviously the people talking this stuff, and of course you see the Xbox guys, well, Forza 7 did this better, and it's like, look, Forza 7's a fantastic game. Yeah. One, it doesn't have to be one or the other. (laughs) For God's sake, stop doing this. They're both great racing games. And second of all, Gran Turismo does some things better than Forza 7 does. Forza 7 does things better. Um, As... Again, I'm going to go on my car guy rant, but there are certain things from a racing perspective that Gran Turismo 7 does better than Forza's, period. doesn't matter what you think. And obviously, you don't know what the hell you're talking about anyway, so just shut up. Just go yeah. talk. If you like Forza, talk about Forza. I Why saw two dum-dums going Turismo? at it on Twitter. I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, listen, you can... It's okay to like Forza, but think you know, Gran Turismo is better. And it's okay to like Gran Turismo and think you know uh, Forza is better. You could do you could do both things. Okay. It's not a zero sum game. And neither is perfect, and both have things that could be better. It's like, they're, guess what, guys? They're video games. Go figure. Yeah. These like, these people's geez. reading comprehension. You know. Well, think about the go, go back to the original that topic. I got him. I got him good. <laughs> you did get him good. You did get him good. Oh. Uh, Go back to the original conversation that we're talking about with weaponizing fan bases. If you're 
justifying something, you know, disliking one thing because you're a like for another in a medium where everything's an optional play, an optional okay. buy, you're missing the point. The reason we play games is for fun. Uh, no way, I mean, dude. Guys, I mean, some people, you know, you know what? You got to admire some people's convictions. Some people are willing to take their cell phone into an operating room and really show the people. <laughs> <laughs> really he came show back. The people. That fucking idiot came, came back. Did yeah. he come back? Yep. What a moron. What an yeah. awful hospital. <laughs> for not firing that man on the spot. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you see things like that and you're like, yeah. is this world real? I like, watched that what dozens is going of times. On? What is going Did on you in really? this world? Yeah. I could it's just disbelief. It. I was just like, I was like is this real? Oh, this is real. Is that guy really asleep? Is this man really being operated? Like, it was step by step. It was like I was watching Tenet. I didn't understand the first few times I watched, <laughs> but the deeper and deeper I went down this rabbit hole. Wild. Crazy. <laughs> people. For, Twitter. For, nobody cares about people. it. Some people may not know what we're talking about. Yeah. A dude in the fanboy wars was was being called out by the opposition whatever i don't even know what side he thought was the best but whatever one just called him out and like you're not a real doctor he took a video in an operating room you're playing I'm a real doctor here he's he's, he's one of the worst playstation fanboys oh. <laughs> Does he yeah. know gas? and and he oh. tried to say something about xbox yeah, it's I mean, like, Xbox know. not speaking facts. It's like, yeah. what are you talking about? But, what are you doing? Going back to GT real quick. What are you doing? I'm done with GT, yeah. but the point I made on BitCast last week was one of the other things that is happening with GT now, which happens, oh, you're done which with I GT? just, which I despise, right? Because, no, you brought up Halo, which made me think of it, is when a game comes out, it has microtransactions, right? And someone goes to the store looks at every single one, adds them all up and says, oh my God, to buy everything, it would be $1,000. It's like, nobody's doing that. And if they are, they're millionaires. Why would you worry about them? But or no, the name's that's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> But that's not the point. Like, you can have a conversation about uh, microtransactions and the cost of things. And we did with Halo, right? The Halo store is mm-hmm. expensive. They've now lowered it. Whether you think it's low enough, doesn't really matter. The point which you touched on there is it's optional. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in there you have to buy. Where GT7 deserves a little a little criticism is that to buy the stuff in the game is almost impossible. Some of the late game stuff is almost impossible mm-hmm. at current rate. But the game just came out. Right. It's creating a game economy, right? Those things are usually never perfect at launch. And they already commented on the latest update saying they're monitoring, they have more a ton more changes coming. There's a ton of free stuff that's going to be added to the game just just a little patience. Again, it goes back to the conversation of gamers want it, want it now and they want it perfect right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's well, just Halo Infinite needed data. They needed data to show, hey, people aren't buying it at this price, at that price. You know? Yeah, and they've made pretty significant reductions. Mm-hmm. They have. Which is they good. Have. Set them high so that you can make it low so that you look like the hero, you know? Correct. Exactly right. Corporations aren't your friend. <laughs> it's almost like these two mega blockbuster exclusives want to make money it's crazy talk what no way dude <laughs> get <laughs> out <laughs> but like phil spencer liked my tweets one day so he's like my best friend and i know so does phil spencer him. follow you by chance uh no oh, no sorry who, who yeah. do we usually tease luke about uh aaron greenberg, aaron greenberg us. does he follow you but, joe yeah he follows Wait. me luke does he follow you he follows oh, me. Host of the oh. uh, Xbox expansion. What's the last word? What's the last word? 50 plus Path? interviews. Path? Just, just notice me, senpai. I don't know. 
Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's cool. Um, no, it's what you know when that when that day happens and it's genuine. If it's organic, that'll feel real good. Yeah, that'll feel real good. Like joking place, aside, you're gonna PlayStation it. It's got to be organic. It's got to be organic. organic. It's yeah. got to be organic. You know, it's got it's got to happen organically. Uh, and I really hope that when he does follow me, he's got a filmic, yeah. filmic uh, filter on. Hey, don't don't feel bad. I got freaking uh, what's his name? Wysop. What's his name? Um, PlayStation Wysop. guy. Sh- Shuhei. 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 I got Shuhei to follow Trophy Room. He doesn't even follow me. I don't know how I did it's that. True. It's true. The <laughs> magic. <laughs> we got it to happen. I can't believe it still. I, I look. I'm like, is he still following? Oh, my God. He still is. That's cool. Yo, how painful would it be if you clicked on his name and it didn't follow you anymore? Oh, it would hurt. It would hurt. But, like, it's completely understandable. We, we put on a lot of garbage. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, dude. When sometimes when I look at Phil's tweets, you know about stuff yeah. in the industry, I do look yeah. to see if he's still following me. Is he still doing? Oh my god, he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that was nice. You know what I? You know what I do in the developer thing? It's like my whole thing is I like to interview devs and such. So yeah. every now and again, I'm like, all right, does my feed look like I'm a professional man? And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Tweets at Joe, not even close. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> This is Fair. problematic. Okay. <laughs> um, let's talk about one of the most monumentous things that happened in this past week. Now, Joe, you experienced this with me. We did this together in real time. That's our nice. friend mentor. Yeah. Uh, eyes, for, eyes open. Eyes our open friend, directly at mentor, us. biological big brother, yeah. uh, Ainsley Bowden. Chose I didn't know you were I didn't know us. where you were going with this. Yeah, I still don't know where he's going. And play Fortnite. I did play Fortnite. <gasps> First time he in played, years. He played Fortnite with us. That's right. And it was fun. I mean, they were all bots because Ains' skill, true skill is low. But I had a good yeah, old time yeah. since they took out. Uh, if you just, you know, played it for a little bit. Um, yeah. They don't, yeah, there's not an NFT on your skill from Halo to, to bring it over yeah. to this game. Hey, but I'll tell you what. Not, we won every single match. We sure did. It That's was right. fun. It was fun. They took out building. I know it's a temporary mode, but I freaking love it. Did Make you see, by the way, mode. I sent you guys that poll that's, someone in the industry did like building or no building and it got like yep. 10,000 votes and like 70% prefer no building. Oh, really? Yeah. It's so much more fun. It's way more fun. That's the only that I've told you before. That's the only reason I really didn't continue to play Fortnite is I couldn't stand the building aspect of it. It's a fun yeah. game. Otherwise. Yeah, I agree. And it changes it up quite a bit. Um, so I was listening to this one streamer talk about the no building because of course all the pros hate it because they got all the macro settings but uh, they're just like the whole thing with building is those players are still good like those players regardless of like building or no building you're still gonna fight them and they're still gonna kick your ass yeah it's just removing it in that element out of the game uh makes it more approachable for so many more people that being said it is called Fortnite, so that still needs to be the pillar mode but at the same exact time, I would like the option because I feel like the gameplay when it comes to the urban environments, like the towns, you know, tilted, um, when you get a couple of tanks in there and they're just like destroying, like, you know, the buildings around you and you're running away and you're jumping out of windows and whatnot, like that feels so awesome there's like a different type of strategy around it of like okay so there's a tank here there's a group of guys here what what do i need to do um so i'm really digging that aspect of the game what i also like what they did is because they removed building they also gave you a little shield 
Mm-hmm. Um, so similar to that of Apex, Apex mm-hmm. um, you're not immediately, you know, SOL if you get shot from behind or anything like that. So I, I really, I, I dig this, and I would like to see games that were comfortable with modes, and I think this is where you're going with uh, Luke, mm-hmm. experiment with different ways of playing. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, like, think like Apex. Like, Apex was Battle Royale, and then they were just like, here's a here's a team deathmatch mode. Mm-hmm. And people love that mode. Now it's its own section within that community. Yep. You know? I think, so, I think what people love about certain games, at least uh, the core of what gets them playing are the mechanics of that game. Sometimes the lore, right? If there's character lore and stuff like that, like in Apex, maybe Overwatch. But I think the mechanics are what really draw people in. And so I don't know why, at least in my opinion, and I think what you're saying here, Joe, is I don't know why developers aren't uh, more experimental. More, I got to get some sleep, boys. More experimental more often. Because yeah. I think their mistake they make is that this is how we got famous. Therefore, it's got to stay this way. When in reality, that's a part of it, but that's not all of it. Uh, people, there's other aspects of your game that people enjoy. And like I've said, and I think quite a few anecdotally, again, a, a lot of people are saying that, hey, Fortnite, I never had a problem with. It was the building aspect of Fortnite that I didn't really enjoy. And mm-hmm. I, I can't tell you, at least on my feed, how many people I saw playing Fortnite for the first time in years this week mm-hmm. over the last couple of days. And I bet you the numbers are showing it because according to one guy who I guess tracks this game said that there are record queues right now in Fortnite. Yeah. Um, yep. And the only thing I was going to say to your point, Joe, just to counter you a little bit is I get that it's Fortnite. Elu said the same thing the other day. But remember, if you remember the history of Fortnite, it was save the world. That's what the game was. That's what it was designed around. PUBG's creator, I forget his name off the top of my head now, right? Helped Epic with some stuff. Epic basically stole the Battle Royale idea, threw Mm -hmm. it in Fortnite. There was lawsuits over it. That's long history now. Um, But Fortnite was never designed as a Battle Royale. And so you Mm -hmm. had this weird UI, which people have just gotten used to. You have this building mechanic, which people have just gotten used to. It doesn't necessarily mean it was right for the Battle Royale genre. And that's Mm -hmm. how I feel about building. It's like this really doesn't – sure, it makes it unique, makes it different over the past four years or whatever, five years, pros and players have gotten used to it. doesn't mean it was the right move for the Battle Royale game mode. Um, And so I I do like that they're at least experimenting – and as they always do, which I think is cool in Fortnite, they make it kind of story based, you know, as yeah. silly as, as silly as it is, it ties into the game a little bit, um, and I think that's kind of cool. So we'll see. I I honestly f- would find it hard to believe if there's this many people now trying it again, they don't make it its own mode. Yeah, I agree. You know, was, th- th- that wasn't actually where I was going, uh, Joe. But it's you're absolutely right. The experimental element of games and and when you are able to bring those cues in and it's like that to our buddy Kev stop playing it. Cause he doesn't like it either. He doesn't like the, the building. It's so much of a detriment to his gameplay that he won't play it anymore. Yeah, me too. But when it was taken out, he was back and it, it was awesome. I was back with my buddies playing a game that is fundamentally different without building. Well, it's fundamentally similar too, but like there are elements that are just so different. Positioning matters so much more tactics and strategy matter in a different way because you can't, you don't have that out. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, let me buy Master Chief. Damn it. it. It rotates through. I The reason I don't think it's in there is actually the direction that I was going. Oh, All okay, the go proceeds for, for the purchase of 
uh, or for, for purchase of any content in Fortnite via Epic or Microsoft uh, for the next week and a half or so for the first two weeks of the season are going towards Ukrainian relief because in a pretty awful bit of timing, the theme for this season was war and invasion. And so you've got tanks, you've got uh, all types of, of urban environments being destroyed and, and with invasion themed airships. And you have, and that's why there was no marketing for it as well, and which which was confusing because Fortnite's been known to do some strange marketing before when they blew up their own world and shut it down for two days and such. A pretty pretty genius PR switch and smart move. And at this time, they've raised last I saw was over fifty million dollars. Uh, two days into the season, two days into the season, shows you how much money that game makes for a free to play game, yeah. and. Ains, I think, right, you can't buy Master Chief and buy some of the MCU skins or any of the stuff that's in there is because there's probably complexities that come with stuff that's not native to their brand yeah. uh, as far as, like, donations go. But $50 million for this new new two day and a half worth at this point going towards Ukrainian relief, which is pretty wild. Yeah. yeah. Talking about, we- talk about weaponizing a, a, a fan base, talk about doing it for good. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. You yeah. had a joke, Joe? No, I just, no, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I, I like that point you made. Weaponizing your audience for good uh, ought to be the thing that we do more often. Talk about the things that actually matter. Um, and yeah, when it comes to Fortnite, like, because I, I was just like, oh, like when I, I saw it on Reddit first, I was like, oh, they're donating all proceeds. That's cool. And then you immediately jump, jump into the world. And you're like, oh, yeah, there's no way they could have even thought about making a profit. That That right. is the they themes probably, are way too dead on. They probably scrapped to your point, Luke. They probably scrapped a lot of marketing uh, and lost a lot of money that they had planned for mm-hmm. this season because of that. And, you know, they, they can scrap the marketing much faster than they can scrap the development, right? You can't turn that game around once you've worked for months on the new environments and, mo- you know, everything that goes into it. So it, it's definitely good on them. I, yeah. I wouldn't even have been aware of that if it wasn't for you guys. Yeah. Because to your point, they've been so quiet about it. Yeah. Pretty wild to me when you think about the fact that they – they could have come out with it and they could have just rolled with it, taking the punches and still made money, you know, like they would have still made money, but smart on their part. And uh, Microsoft jumped in saying they were doing the same thing. I was, I was pleased by that, but surprised I didn't hear anything on the PlayStation side. And I don't know if I've missed it or, or what, but there's gotta be complexities there because I'm well aware of several high-level Japanese-connected studios that have been given strict instructions not to comment on anything related to the Russia invasion, uh, Mm. which is fascinating, and I think it factors into some geopolitical stuff. Geopolitical stuff, it's also, like, interesting because of how the Japanese sentiment towards Russia has been over the past uh, few weeks has been incredibly dense. Um, and, And... very anti-Russian and their sanctions have been some of the most strict. So it is, it is, I bet there is more clump complexities it, but it also at the same exact time when it comes to like PlayStation and maybe you could fill me in. Cause I don't know much about the Xbox thing. Is it like any, anything Microsoft has ever made it like a 100% of the profits for two weeks? Like, is that the deal or is it only like microtransactions in like Halo or something? 
That's a good question. I will look it up while we yeah. while we talk. But because PlayStation heard. probably were just like, hey, listen, we just launched two really successful games right now. Bottom no, line, no, no, GT7 uh, is broken. You're right. I'm sorry. We launched one, you know, game about a uh, a woman that needs to make space in her stash. Like <laughs> it's doing pretty well. Um, <laughs> that's what, I, what that's you're what I'm talking about there. That sounds really weird. <laughs> I don't. It's <laughs> really don't. And they fixed the issue too. The Aloy doesn't do it anymore. What are you asking, Joe? I'm I'm not sure I understand the question. So, did Microsoft say as a company any profits that we make are going to help Ukrainians in need? Or is it only like in certain games like Halo, all proceeds will go to the Ukraine effort? No, this was related strictly. Xbox is joining Epic in support of the people of Ukraine by contributing net proceeds for Fortnite during this time. Oh, for Fortnite. Okay. Yeah, that is. It was a quote tweet to Fortnite. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, that is strange then. Because I, I, if I was like all profits, I'm like, you guys are crazy awesome. But yeah, no, then that is strange. Because uh, if I was PlayStation and the PR person in charge, I'd be like knocking on shoes door going, this makes perfect sense. Let's do it. We're going to look really great and do some good in the process. Well, it, I, would, it, I would assume that Nintendo hasn't said anything either. No, Nintendo's reason for backing out of Russia was purely out of logistics. So, you know, that's... What? What? Yeah, they blame logistical issues last time I checked. They didn't yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, but yeah, yeah, yeah. zoom in, zoom out. That's some strange hypocrisy that comes from that that company. But up 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 but we're problematic. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just come up with that? Yeah. <laughs> That's really good. Thank you. Clap. That's really Clap good. for me. <laughs> oh my god. God, that's good. Can we call it on that? I like it. All right. Let's, let's, call, it, let's call it a show. All right. That's good. It's good. Show. Good, nice. good chats tonight. All yeah. right. Uh, my name is Luke Lore. You can find me on Twitter at the insipid ghost and all my content uh, over on that feed, all your podcast services called the Xbox expansion pass. I have an interview with crystal dynamics developer, Brian Wagner that just went up. I have a print interview that just went up on season gaming with Trek to Yomi creator, uh, Leonard Menciari. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, uh, which was really exciting. So it's two big ones this week. And if the schedules hold, two big ones coming up on XEP over the next few weeks. But GDC nice. and a lot of geopolitical stuff have changed schedules for a lot of people. So yeah. still working that out. Awesome. Yep. Mr. Bowden? Yeah, so you can find me, Porsche Power, Ains on Twitter. Pretty easy to find. A uh, lot of stuff going on with Season Gaming lately. I can't remember if we mentioned it last show. It's been a few weeks, but... Uh, it's been pretty rapid lately, but we passed 10,000 subscribers on this channel that you're nice. listening to. So it's awesome and it's just roaring ahead. So uh, great to see the growth there. Uh, we've had a lot of new content lately. So uh, my interview with Khalif Adams of Spawn on Me went live for everyone a couple days ago. Please check that out. Um, my interview with Cerebral Paul, who's an Xbox ambassador for accessibility, went up the other day. Uh, there is a conversation on RDNA 2 architecture for those techies out there uh, between me and Carl and how it affects the Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5. Uh, PlayStation's one, dead because it doesn't have as many. As many uh, RDNAs. It doesn't yeah. have all. <laughs> it's fucking dead. You heard it here first, boys. That's right. Uh, part one is up. Where uh, Part two will be up next week uh, for non-patrons, that is. And just, just an awful lot of content we're producing right now. And like Luke said, uh, you, if you're interested in Trek to Yomi, Yumi, the uh, the interview with the creator of that is up on the site right now too from Luke. So um, 
yeah, it's it's been a good time. Yeah. Yeah. I have it. That's it's me. It's my turn. Uh, hey. Uh, you can follow me wherever you think. No, shut up. This is my time to shine, you fucking bitch. Right. So you can find me at Mr. Rapid, and you can find my show uh, at PS Trophy Room. And you can find. I'm going to do this whole bit. This I'm just going to do like this, bitch. I want to see if you can uh, stutter in his voice okay. and not lose it. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm gonna keep it so. I'm gonna keep it so firm. <laughs> anyway, uh, you can find me at the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. With me and my best friend, all things PlayStation. And you can like, you can like us on Apple TV. And you can not Apple, I mean, Apple Podcast shit. And you can find us on Spotify and like wherever you find your podcast service of choice. Um, and and on YouTube. Um, okay. And, um, um, keep, 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 um, keep, 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 keep